Week 63 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Another week where we have this man in office driving us all crazy, but at least there are some people starting to drive him crazy. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the ballot, not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. Our small president with his small hands and his small ideas and his small-minded followers and his feeble staff held his rally on Saturday in Ruby Red, Oklahoma. And he told us all that over a million people asked for tickets and then only 6,000 people showed up. America, I'm feeling good about that. Now... There's all sorts of rumors that it was TikTok kids and whatever. But I don't know, a million requests for tickets? Here's my thought. When early in the day, it is reported that six of the president's advanced staff tested positive for COVID-19, I don't know, that might keep a few of those people away. Or maybe they just said, you know, this guy... I, I. I kind of compare him to Hootie and the Blowfish, right? Hootie and the Blowfish had a good album, a really good album. If you don't know who Hootie and the Blowfish are, look them up. Darius Rucker, who is the lead singer, is now a country and western singer, and he's a good guy. No problem with him. They had one super hit album. I mean, it was a great album. Hit after hit after hit. I can't name their second album or any of the songs on it. So, you know, and I don't want to compare the president to Hootie and the Blowfish because I like Hootie and the Blowfish. I love them, actually, when they came out in like 1995 or 94, whenever it was. But the president's kind of like that band that had an album. They were good. You know, I I was calling them a one-hit wonder and people were pushing back. Well, he had a couple of hits. Well, yeah, they were all horrible hits. The president's like a one-hit wonder. You've heard all of his stuff. These speeches at these rallies are exactly the same speech he gives at every rally. Only the personal grievances are the only thing that changes, right? So this week's rally, he spent 15 minutes talking about how strong he was and how he wasn't walking down the staircase as a feeble man. He just was worried about tripping and then having the, quote, lamestream media hurt his feelings. Come on, America. I mean, would you go see that again? 
I mean, maybe you've seen it once because you're curious. Maybe you went a couple of times, you know, early on because it was part of a movement, but you're going to go, are you going to risk getting COVID-19 and being quarantined or getting your family sick or maybe even dying to go see the same tired act? Because that's really what it is. I mean, maybe it's not right for me to compare him to Hootie and the Blowfish. Maybe it's like, you know, maybe it's like Gallagher, you know, that comedian Gallagher who used to smash the watermelons. And it is definitely a sight to see, right? I mean, I I never saw him. But I would imagine in the 70s or 80s when he was popular, uh, everybody wanted to go see this guy smash the watermelons. But are you really going to go see Gallagher twice? So here we are for this president. People don't want to come see him, and it's driving him crazy. But you know what else drove us crazy, drove him crazy this week? John Bolton. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this show talking about John Bolton, and I don't think John Bolton's a hero for writing this book. In fact, he should have testified. I don't know. Maybe I agree with him. It might not have changed anything. But he should have at least put it out there during impeachment, given some Republicans cover to vote to remove this guy. Maybe you would have gotten 55 Republicans voting to remove the president, which would have been damning. I mean, John Bolton is a conservative's conservative. I, For the record, America, I've met John Bolton many times. I wouldn't say that I'm friends with him, but I have been on many sets with him, particularly a show called Red Eye. I got to know him. I don't think he's a horrible human being. I think his policy positions are horrible. But you know what else I don't think of him? I don't think he's a liar. I don't recall him ever lying. In fact, he was very honest about his crazy positions on foreign policy, particularly the use of force, things I've disagreed with my entire career. I remember when Bolton was trying to become ambassador to the UN under Bush, and I worked for Senator Schumer at the time, and that was something that we stopped. But I don't think he's a liar. I don't think he's a dishonorable human being. I just disagree with him. But I will tell you that conservatives have trusted him for years. He is a conservative's conservative. And when this conservative's conservative says that this man is unfit to lead, I think some people are going to pay attention to that. I know the president's paying attention to it. I know he's suing, trying to keep the book from coming out. He's lost. He says he's going to try to take all the profits. Whatever. I don't really care if John Bolton makes any money off this. I really don't. But I do think that America should hear what he has to say. I'm not saying buy the book. Watch the free interviews. That's good enough. You're going to see plenty of excerpts of this book. It's going to be widely reported. America needs to hear what he has to say, particularly, you know, the president begging the president of China to help him win re-election in 2020. Now, America, juxtapose that to the president's comments early in the year when COVID-19 was starting to spread in China and how he praised President Xi. And he praised the Chinese for containing it. I don't know. Did he think that she was on his side trying to help him win re-election and he didn't want to say anything to damage that relationship? Or, you know, over the weekend, he fires Jeff Berman, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, who was investigating Turkey's main bank. And in the Bolton book, the president of the United States told the president of Turkey, Mr. Erdogan, a dictator, if there ever was one, 
don't worry about it. Those prosecutors down in the SDNY, they're not my people. They're Obama people. I'm going to get my people in there. We'll make it right. I guess he thought Berman was his person. Didn't realize that, you know, Berman had a conscience. Berman actually respected the rule of law. Berman was looking into things that needed to get looked into. He was trusting the professional attorneys that work in the Southern District of New York. I mean, I think Trump thinks everybody who supported him, every Republican in this country, is just going to, you know, bow down to his wishes no matter how horrible they are. They're not going to trust professionals. They're going to think everybody who has anything bad to say about Donald Trump is the enemy. I'm tired of this. I am tired of the right wing considering legitimate protest of this president, legitimate opposition to this president as enemies of the people. How about even legitimate reporting of what this president actually says and does? Kayleigh McEnany, who promised America that she wouldn't lie, has lied every single day she's been in this job. I mean, yesterday on Monday, she lied about the rally. The president used a very racist term to describe the coronavirus. He called it the Kung Flu. She denied that the president said that. We all saw it with our own eyes. It's on videotape, Kaylee. I know you know how to use videotape. You came to the president from being a TV political analyst. What I'm saying to you is this, America. We can't trust these people for one second. We can't let this continue. This this has got to be done in November. And that's one of the things Bolton points out. He says the last guardrail is the election in November. He thinks America, as a lot of people do, can survive one term of Donald Trump. But God help us if we gets, if he gets a second term. God help us all. Now, you might be thinking, Chris, don't worry about it. I've read the polls. He's down. People aren't showing up to his rallies. He might not even have these mega rallies anymore. America, be on guard. He will do everything he can to steal this election, first of all. And these polls will narrow. They will absolutely narrow. People are not paying as close attention as people who listen to this podcast are. People are asleep most of the time. Now, I get it. I look at these polls, and it's like 1% of Americans do not have their mind made up on Donald Trump. 55.5% of America does not like this guy. And I would say most of those people strongly disapprove of Donald Trump. It's not even like, well, you know, I don't like him, but it's strongly disapprove. So I get it, but things change. Race is narrow. And remember, we're talking about five to eight states that are going to make up this election. And the polls are a lot tighter there than they are nationally. And we've got to be on guard. I mean, just look at what's going on in this country right now. Look at the opposition to the Black Lives Matter movement. Look at the fact that when NASCAR bans the Confederate flag, somebody within NASCAR leaves a noose on the one African-American driver, leaves a noose on his car. How despicable is that? NASCAR, to its credit, said, when we discover who did this, and they will discover who did it, that person will be banned for life. And they should be. And there are a lot of people out there outside of NASCAR protesting this banning of the Confederate flag, banning of this symbol of basically being a traitor to this country, right? Terrorism, if you ask me. I've said this before. I did this whole rant last week. Yeah, ban it. Ban them all. 
ban the Confederate flag from NASCAR. Ban it from being on public property. You want to hang it on your house? Go ahead. At least I know where the racists live. It's horrible. It's a horrible symbol. But man, it's going to be dark before it gets bright in this country. It's going to be a rough road between here and November. And I am both excited and terrified of the next five months. I am just I'm I'm just terrified about what this man's going to do when his back's really up against the wall. I mean, his polls are bad now. And yeah, I think they might narrow, but they also might just break. The dam might just break and he might be looking at 30% approval in September. And then what does he do? Tries to stop the election? Tries to create some distraction to get his poll numbers up? I don't know. I I mean, the guy is so self-centered, so self-serving. There's no doubt that he will try something. I don't know why he doesn't just get on the plane, go to Scotland, play golf. Enjoy the rest of your life, Mr. President. Leave us alone. We've got this. You've destroyed it. We've got it. 120,000 people have died now of COVID-19 in this country. 120,000. We are outpacing. We are lapping the world. And cases are going up in this country like nowhere else. And there are still people that approve of this guy? How? How is that possible? How do you approve of any Republican at this point? They are all enablers of this guy. All enablers. That's a question. I have somebody from the Lincoln Project joining me next week. This week, you got Janet Johnson, one of my favorite guests. Next week, I have one of the founders of the Lincoln Project group of Republicans who are who are really producing some awesome ads against Donald Trump. Looking forward to talking to him. I'm going to ask him, though, like, what about the rest of the Republicans? I mean, how do we give Mitch McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate any credibility going forward other than Mitt Romney? I mean, maybe Lisa Murkowski to an extent. It, it's just amazing to me that they've let this go on so long. I thought for sure that their ambition would counteract the president's ambition, but it has not happened. It's sad. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk to my good friend, CNN's Janet Johnson. Joining me now, one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people, uh, Janet Johnson. She is an attorney. You see her on CNN. If you get in trouble in Florida, you give her a call. Janet, how are you doing down in Jacksonville, Florida? I mean, you know, my neighbors, the bodies are stacking up outside our door. Uh, you know, I, I would say Florida's not doing that well. You guys, your your governor's, you know, declaring victory. He's not doing any more press conferences after Friday, yeah. right? And our, our governor is just in denial. You know, we're just testing more people. It's not, you know... We don't have more cases. We it's, just have it, more tests. And, and by the way, uh, the, the percentage of people being tested coming back positive is very high in Florida. It's higher than it ever was in New York. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, and it's, but what's I, I, not ironic, I think that's the wrong word, but still, when you when I talk to people here, and, and we're still at home largely. I mean, I we're not that comfortable going out there. Right. And I talk to people and they'll say, oh, that's because you're from New York originally. You think it's, 
you know, it's really just a New York thing. No, <laughs> it's more a Florida thing now. Yeah. You guys are going to stop us from coming there. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I'm a big believer in the Commerce Clause of the United States Constitution. <laughs> I'm a little annoyed with, like, Maine still has a 14-day quarantine. I don't believe you're allowed to do that <laughs> in America. Uh, but, yeah, it is ironic that the governor was musing about quarantining Floridians coming to New York. You better get here soon, Janet, uh, before they shut the gate. <laughs> Do you have a house you could sell us? Or, uh, you know, there are a lot of rentals available in New York right now. I, you yeah. probably could get a house. In, you probably could get a great apartment in Manhattan for a song. At yeah, the m- although I saw thing, the cab schools are expensive. You know, the, people are moving there. But, you know, we're having the convention. Uh, if there is a, I mean, this week, you know, I hate to promote Bolton because yeah. obviously he's reprehensible. He's but the worst. He's the worst. But, I mean, that those allegations are... Just should end any presidency. I mean, he's a conservative's conservative, right? Yeah. This is yeah. a guy. Look, I used to debate him on Fox all the time. I know yeah, John. Yeah, I yeah. know John Bolton. Yeah. Uh, I don't completely dislike John Bolton. I disliked his politics. I uh, and and his personality was sometimes grating, but I never felt like he was intentionally lying to me. You know what I'm saying? He just had a worldview that he was very honest about his worldview. I hated his worldview. I despised yeah. his worldview, but he was he had a worldview. So now he's out there, you know, talking about Trump and uh look, I wish he would have testified in January. Uh we would have probably not have this scourge of our presidency here. Uh I think so though. I, I just still think Republicans I mean, we're seeing a party that they just they all behind his back are saying that he's awful. I mean, that's what Bolton's accusation is. Right. But would they vote to impeach him? I, I don't know why I, they're afraid of him, but they are afraid of him. I don't think that they all would have voted to impeach him, but I think you would have gotten over 50 in the Senate to remove. I think you would have, Mitt Romney wouldn't have been the lonely Republican vote. You would have had maybe, you know, three Ooh. or four others. I think it would have been impossible for Murkowski and, you know, maybe Cory Gardner, some others to just say, I got to walk away from this guy at this point. I just don't. I mean, we heard explosive things. We saw Trump asking China for what he's apparently asking China. I mean, he he isn't he was what he was. I mean, it's not like he's changed. These things were happening before. You know, we knew that he asked China to intervene. We just didn't know how. You know, the fact that he supports concentration camps. Yeah. We have Can you believe that? I mean, like, you and I are both from descendants from Ashkenazi yeah. Jews yeah. who escaped yeah. Germany. Yeah. Uh, fans of concentration camps. Yeah. Let's do, let's do that. Let's, let's defend that. <laughs> you know, it's... You know, who is the Jew out there still supporting Donald Trump? I want to know as a, Jared. you know, as a, a descendant. Jared is the Jew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how is, yeah, how is Jared Kushner and the Kushner family, who, by the way, used to be very liberal, used to run the, the New York Observer, you right. know? Well, it's, the Mnuchins were, I mean, I, yeah. a lot of these people are, are, were, but I think what they've proven is they stand for nothing. Right. There's no. They have no values. It's just all about themselves. And and at this point, why? What more do they want? You know, I mean, he obviously is very vindictive, so there's fear. But look at his niece. She's got this book coming out. She's not afraid. Right. Certainly. And she seems to have very also explosive things to say. But, I mean, just from the book alone, the fact that he was willing to basically tell Erdogan don't worry, we're putting in new prosecutors that will do political, make political decisions. That right. is unprecedented. It's amazing. amazing. Amazing to me. Right? 
That um, alone, and that one's getting buried. That's barely getting that, that, There's so much getting buried because it's just an avalanche of nonsense. Now, yes. look, the polls are not looking good for Donald Trump, but we know yes. that this race will narrow. Uh, I'm dubious on those numbers from your state. Um, I mean, yeah. he, you know, Biden seems to be clearly winning Florida right now. Now, look. I know that Florida has got a very high population of people over the age of 65. And I know that Trump's lost a lot of ground with people over the age of 65 because of the way he handled the coronavirus. Which is a kind of amazing, right? I mean, you would think traditionally we've always thought those people tend to become more conservative. Those are not liberal voters. Right. I mean, you would think that that, is, that would be a hardcore base for him. But, I mean, basically the Republican Party and most of America has stipulated – we're willing to let old people die. Right. Like, if we think it's just an old person to right. an act, that they're okay with that. Yeah, right? and the old people are like, hey, uh, wait a minute, I'm not ready to die. <laughs> right. And they're like, maybe we need some, and they know Joe Biden's not crazy, no matter what these people are going to say about him. And right. they're like, I think I'm going to stick with the guy over there that's not going to let me die. Right, right. And, and so that, I mean, I, I, that may be a Florida thing. And I think the Hispanic vote will finally maybe coalesce behind the Democrats. That's been kind of a, a weak spot, especially in Florida, because our, you know, I think our Hispanic population isn't predictably or reliably Democrat. Right. It's a Cuban population, which is, tends right. to be more Republican. And apparently they're, leave, they're living in Matt Gates's house. We yeah, it turns out. I mean, that was crazy to me. I saw that today. I was like, is this for real? What is going on with these people? There's just no... I mean, he adopted the guy. He's practically the same age as Matt Gates. Yeah, he's also, like, unsettlingly hot, which is, you know, there's something weird. Yeah. All of his pictures, he's, you know, sort of looking come hither and very hot, which my dad didn't have pictures like that of of me around that. No, no. (laughs) Something's odd there. And then he refers to him as, you know, my helper. I mean, he's never said this is my son. And, of course, he's, you know, anti-immigrant for anybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. also it, not it, black. If his point, to, you know, in this, in that hearing was, how do you know we don't have black children? Well, he doesn't have a right, black child. Right, right, right. But this party has lost their mind. I yeah, mean, yeah. It, and, again, like you said, if anyone is defending... I mean, Bolton, you know, does he have an axe to grind? Why? What would that axe be? Well, he got fired, right? Well, I mean, did he want that job? I mean, from... Look, what I don't understand about people like Bolton is why they don't just quit, like, immediately and just say, look what just happened. Like, go out to the front lawn of the White House. I'm quitting. I'm having a press conference. Here's why I'm quitting. I don't don't understand that. Well, that's why buying the book, you know, I had a, a friend... Um, text me, should I buy the book? I'm like, no, why would we reward him? I'm not buying that book. No. Now, if somebody I, sends it to me for free because I'm a media personality, <laughs> I will read it, John Bolton. <laughs> Just saying, whatever publisher is publishing that book, I'm Simon available. All right. I'm in history because they're named in a lawsuit, which is the, such a ridiculous. <laughs> Just, I'm waiting for McMaster, for all of these guys to just kind of do a press conference and just lash into this guy mercilessly. Yeah, I mean, I guess the 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 upside to doing that, what is that? I mean, not, they see that the tide is turning against him. You know, there was a Fox News poll out tonight with Biden up by 12. I, yep. mean, I don't think in the end anyone thinks that's what the result's going to be. You know, I think 
Biden's clearly the favorite. Oh no, point, I think but- I think it could go. I think it could be worse than twelve if things just keep going in the same direction. Yeah, but right. You know, what you uh, here's what I think we haven't said out loud. One of these countries is going to do the bidding for Donald Trump. Yes. I mean, it, it, so something is going to happen because he's asked enough people, and you know, I mean, the Chinese don't have any compunction about doing you know shady illegal things. You know, Russia doesn't. Erdogan doesn't. I mean. Something will will happen, and he's going to cheat, and we'll see how the press handles it this time. But, I mean, you know, obviously Justice Roberts realizes that history won't be kind. Right. Because his rulings are, you know, on the side. I mean, of, he's just picking on him at this point, right? I mean, this ruling he, today. Although, it's also a testament. I mean, his first tweet, Trump's first tweet today with the DACA ruling was, you get the feeling the Supreme Court doesn't like me. Well, no, I get the feeling you keep doing unconstitutional yes. things. Yes. <laughs> that's the, that's and it's always happening. about me, 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 me. Right. Well, it's you because you're a scofflaw who keeps, you know, you you cannot. He went to court to try to uphold the rights that aren't rights of employers to fire people just because they're gay. Right. It's crazy that he would it's even do that crazy. at this point in time. Right. Right. And well, no one's really pointing that out. I mean, they're not really saying, you know why this is a defeat? Because his side was saying fire people because they play on a gay softball team. That's right. That's what that one case was about. Yeah. And then today about DACA, I mean, you know, I saw someone, actually it was Katie Turr on MSNBC, who was repeating some gossip that, you know, really Republicans are saying this is a win for Trump because he gets to have his cake and eat it too. What cake? He doesn't want right. DACA recipients to be in America. Right. People who came here when they were six years old. He wanted them to be deported to countries they have no memory of and don't even speak the language. Right, and right. They have no record. I mean, the whole, the it's topsy-turvy. So at some point, will sane people come out and say, I mean, there was a woman tonight who is the highest-ranking African-American um, at the secretary. You know, In the, the State Department, State. yeah. Yeah, who said, um, I can't do this anymore. I mean, it, his rhetoric and his his you know, theories about race are too I, abhorrent. I get it, but, like, why aren't there... I mean, maybe they're all racist. I don't know. I'm uh, waiting for mass resignations. Like, it's never come. I thought well, that... who's left? I mean, who would be left to do that? Right. I mean, that's... The... I mean, you know, Mnuchin, who... I mean, I... I how about the, the Justice Mnuchin. Department? Like, how about the rank-and-file U.S. attorneys, not deputy U.S. attorneys around this country, who are true professionals who were top law students, because that's not an easy job to get out of law school. No, but you know, he got rid of, you know, the, the of course, U.S. attorneys he got rid of. I know U.S. attorneys personally who have left. So do I. Um, it, it, because they didn't want to work in this administration. First, they didn't want to work under Jeff Sessions. I mean, right. you know, they were out at that point. But, I mean, there's no upside in your career to be a malcontent and say, I mean, I think at this point, history would judge you well. Right. That, you know, as an attorney... Would you do that? Yes, I, mean, I, I could not. I would have left. I would have. I would have well, well, been yes. gone. Leaving, yes. But would you make a big yes. production? I would have made a big left? production about it. I could not work for this man. I could not work for a man who has no regard for the independence of the Justice Department. That would have been the you know there, and he's he's interfered so many times that it's just you know, and Bill Barr is just devil if oh, you ask the worst, me the worst. you know it's, the other theory is if you're a decent person i mean it's kind of like people who you know hate prosecutors as a defense attorney i want good people to be prosecutors right you know, it, it, if there's someone decent who can you know there was always this idea that ivanka for instance was some sort of 
you know, modifying or moderating right. the influence on him. Maybe there is somebody there who thinks, is it Kellyanne Conway? I mean, <laughs> you know, I also want to know about that marriage, but, I, you know. Me too. Right? We're going to find well, out. I mean, there's going to be a TV movie about them at some well, point. Well, there's going to be a divorce right after, right? I mean. Or she's anonymous. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, like, that's he, true. You know, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've met Kellyanne Conway a bunch of times in my life. She used Always, to be normal. I found right? her delightful. She uh, used to be like a normal person. Yeah, yeah, even debating. Like, she was, She look, she was a good, hard debater. Yeah, uh, but she wasn't like, you know, some of the stuff you see her saying now, it's like, what the? I mean, pundits don't say that. You're, you're a spokesperson for the president. It's insane. Right. Okay, well, it's performance. You know, it's, it's all performative. It's just he wants that. He expects it. You know, when you, again, in Bolton's book, I mean, the ignorance is breathtaking, right? Yeah. I mean, he didn't know that, you know, Britain was a nuclear power. Right. You know, he thought, was it Finland that he thought was part of Russia? Was, is Finland part of Russia? I mean, that's alarming, right? And, yeah. And maybe you would feel obligated to stay, you know, around just to kind of make sure he doesn't nuke the wrong country. I right. Mean, he wanted to invade Venezuela because he felt that it actually should be part of the United States. He said it would be cool. <laughs> I mean, these are really bad This things, is the guy. Right? Could you imagine a second term of this? I mean, it's, it is well, I mean, mind-blowing right? how bad it would be. And it's a, I mean, I had a, you know, it kind of cut off a relationship with someone who, you know, was tweeting something about Joe Biden, never tweeted about anything about Trump, but tweeted about the you're not black, um, yeah, which was clearly a joke. And honestly, if you're black and you support Donald Trump, something is wrong. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I think if you are anybody and you support Donald Trump, well, there's something sure. wrong. I mean, it's black, sure, right. white, Asian, sure. right? Whatever. But I finally, had to say, listen, here's 25 things that Trump said yesterday, right? That are worse than he that. did. Why? He just had the bloodlines quote two days before in yeah. at you know in in Detroit at the Ford plant. I mean, it's and today he you know they. Facebook finally had even Facebook has to take down their Nazi symbolism. Yeah, you know, that they posted like sixty times with the inverted triangle. Which I mean, you don't have to be a historian to know that that was a Nazi symbol. I mean, they keep doing these like, "Oops, Nazi things." Oops, didn't realize <laughs> it was racist. Right. I mean, I've never inadvertently. I, I had no idea I was doing a launch of my thing on Juneteenth in the worst <laughs> racial play, racial injustice part of the country ever. Didn't know. Oh, stop! Shame on me. So we're talking about the train wreck that is the Trump presidency, and I have been looking at the polls, and I like the polls. I, I always am worried. Uh, I think Democrats get overconfident, but I do think that people are just on fire to want to get rid of this guy. You think we get overconfident? I feel like we don't. I feel like we hand ring. We, I don't think we do. Everyone I see on Twitter is like, you know, oh, why doesn't he pick a Veep right now? And I want him to do this. And why doesn't he do that? Oh, no, he and needs I to. He needs to save the Veep for the summer when things are like, oh, Trump's definitely. not so bad. He's out playing definitely. golf. Definitely. <laughs> and listen, I mean, he would have maybe picked Amy Klobuchar a month ago. I mean, right. Wait, let's see what happens. Things are changing hourly in America right now. You know, I personally am a Kamala person. So am I. My, yeah, I mean, I think she'd be great, right? And and Val Demings from my home state, yeah, would be great. I um, mean, I I think that or Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, from, yeah. from but she's having a rough couple of weeks. But you know, 
Yeah. She'd be yeah. a big pick. She'd get a lot of people excited. Yeah, and there's still people who think Tammy Duckworth is, is you know, worth a second look. I think maybe... Katie Hill is worth a, a look. Or Katie Porter, not Katie Hill. No, Katie Hill is, yeah, Katie Hill's gone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many people took a second look at Katie Hill. That's why she's gone. <laughs> Katie Porter is the one I'm talking about. Katie Porter's great. She's just so smart. She's like a sort of better Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren's stock fell mighty fast. I yeah, think. it's not going to be Elizabeth Warren, right? And is Bernie Sanders alive? Like, is he okay? Where is he? I guess his supporters seem to be supporting Joe Biden right now. So that's all that I really matters to me. But does he show up for votes? I mean, he's like, he's... I've been trying to get him to come on the show, frankly. I've had his economic advisor on the show. She's awesome. But I've been trying to get Bernie on because, you know, look, I mean, Bernie. He's got much else to do. What else you got to do? He's home. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it to do my radio show? You do it all the time. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, Bernie's no Janet Johnson, but no, I mean, I no, think he's he definitely does. no Janet Johnson. You're better radio no than Johnson. Bernie's going to be. But no, I just think it's. I mean, he's a little bit in hiding. I don't know if he's taking the loss that hard or uh, no. I just don't think. To... I don't think that anybody cares about him right now, right? Because there's so much else yeah. going on. You know, Bernie's yeah. movement was never about racial justice, right? No, it no, was no. never about that. It was like mildly racist. Sometimes, say. yeah. Yeah, I don't. Borderline. No, I mean, but I don't even know if he's showing up to vote anymore. But what else? You know, Biden has done. You know, all of this. Where's Biden? Where's Biden? He was doing. He's been doing great events online. He, he did a. He did a live event today. Yeah, he did a live event today, and then I, we uh, we've attended two online benefits. One was with John Legend and Barbara Streisand, which was amazing. Nice. Yeah, that John Legend can sing. By yes. The way. By the way, I just I just got to go back to the Bernie thing for a minute. I just remember okay. right before South Carolina, all these ridiculous pundits saying, "Oh, all these millennials are going to South Carolina. They're telling their family to vote for Bernie, and we're really concerned that Joe Biden's not going to win this election because oh, all the millennials and you know they're telling their grandma, you know, go go, you know, and their parents go vote for you know for Bernie because that's the future and. And, and, you know, they were all saying how their grandparents were going to vote for Bernie. <laughs> oh, Bernie I mean, got- after Iowa, I had, I mean, you know, the Bernie people on Twitter are just, you know, the worst, right? Like, Trump supporters are nice compared to the Bernie supporters. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. But <laughs> I had all of these guys talking trash, like, are you going to vote for Bernie? Because he's our nominee. Are you going to come on board? You know, it was after Iowa. Yeah. And Dude, Pete won Iowa. <laughs> right. He didn't even win. I know nobody even talked about Pete. You know, poor Pete. Israel. Like, but for yeah. Iowa being a train wreck counting the votes, we might be talking about Pete Buttigieg as the nominee right now because he got no momentum out of Iowa. He probably yeah. would have won New Hampshire, which would have been horrible for Bernie. Right? I mean, yeah. he was right there in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know, but he didn't really get the bump out of Iowa that he should have got. Yeah, although, I mean, he his civil rights, you know, whether it's true or not, South Bend has this perception of, you know, having an issue with civil rights yeah. and the police. So uh, it, it wouldn't have been a good time for him. No. And I think he, he needs to get a, a big job. Like, he needs to get a, you know, bigger job than mayor. He should, be the head of, he should be the head of the DNC, I think. That's what I think he should be. Yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah, Perez is, is not. Yeah, I don't see right. Perez staying around anyway, right? Um, but I think putting you know Pete Buttigieg 
Uh, or maybe the Supreme Court. Let's face it, we need some 35-year-olds on the Supreme Court. Yeah, but it's a black woman. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a black woman. That's yeah. promise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, awesome. it, I think it's got to be something like that. So, I mean, I'm looking at this. So, like, I just want to get back to this whole data and polls and how, you know, look, I have said this before. I think it's going to be a landslide one way or the other. I don't think this is going to be a close election. I know everybody keeps saying, oh, it's going to be close. It's going to narrow. And you look at the you look at the swing state polls right now. It does look like it's going to be close, even though Biden's winning all the swing states. I just think it's going to break and it's going to break one way or the other. Mm. I, I mean, I, how do you feel about it? I mean, looking at the polls now in June, it's hard to imagine Trump winning. I mean, I'll just say it. It's just hard to imagine. I think he's been awful. I mean, I don't know what anyone could point to in the last three years to say, I want four more years of that. Right. You know, he has nothing to run on. And, you know, you'll see his, his tweets, law and order. That is not, yeah. it's not 1968. It's ridiculous. You know, he, he's the incumbent. Right. He can't pull a Richard Nixon. He's right. not going to work. He's Johnson. And Johnson right. didn't run. Because he, and, right. and he's right. really at the point where he's got the same numbers as Johnson. Yeah, right. I mean, and Johnson, you know, my mom's theory was always he already had cancer by then, you know. And Trump seems to have something. By the way, I know we're, it's not like PC to talk about it, and I generally don't like to shame right. people. Neither do I. He's not well. I mean, uh, well, he's, he's not well for a lot of reasons. I, I think physical. I think physical is probably the least of it. I guess, but I mean, you know, his, his niece is going to say the Walter Reed thing was, like, uh, he has some problem with his bowels. That's Ooh. apparently coming out in her book. Well. Um, and he can't, he's incontinent. He can't, you know, hold a glass of water with one hand. Is that why he was walking so slowly down the ramp? Maybe he had she to. She says that's why he has, you know, issues with his mobility, apparently. Huh. Um, the walking on the ramp, that's not normal. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm thinking leather shoes. I've been there, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, do you think that the military academy is going to, with the president, is going to have anything but the most, you know, navigable... Wouldn't his advanced team have figured that out? I mean, that's my thing. I mean, I've been in advance in my lifetime, and I've never let a, you know, a subject walk down a ramp they couldn't walk down. Let's talk briefly about these Supreme Court decisions this week, and Neil Gorsuch, you know, joining the the majority, which included the four liberals, the chief justice, and then Gorsuch, to give equal rights across the country to gay, lesbian, and transgender people. They cannot be fired for for this anymore. Yeah, I mean, when you say it that way, it's hard to believe we're litigating that in 2020, yeah. right? I mean, that's shocking. And, you know, we said this earlier, one of the cases was a guy, his employer found out he played on a gay softball team and fired him for that. Like, what if the so, gay softball team just needed somebody? Like, hey, right, yo, right. I need a shortstop. I know you used right. to play in college. Right. You know, it's You're gay, but, you know, right. You, right. Right. there's no requirement to be gay. Right. Uh, you know, you might not like the uniform, but it's, you know. <laughs> and the guy no. said, yeah, I'm going to go play on that team. And then he gets right. fired because he's got a gay right. friend. Right. Just as ridiculous, though, right? Like, I mean, what if he thought guys were hot but wasn't actively sleeping with them? I mean, there's a million things. Right. That make the whole thing just ridiculous. So stupid. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, a common sense reading of that. I mean, you know, the only argument for the three in the you know dissent, which you know were Thomas, of course. Yeah. You know, Kavanaugh, of course, and Alito. And, you know, all they could say is, well, when they gave you know the rights to men, they didn't include the Civil Rights Act. It didn't include 
you know, sex in terms of homosexuality. We didn't foresee that. Right. Well, a lot of the rights, I mean, they didn't foresee AK-47s when they wrote the Second Amendment, but that doesn't stop you from claiming that you have a right to an AK-47. Right. Right. Um, it's, it's common sense, right? But it was, you know, again, the story is Trump was on the side of the people firing the softball player. Right. That's, that was his team. Right. Right. And so, yet he still gets like 6% of the gay vote. I don't, how is that possible? Yeah, self-loathing. Like, who are these people? Like, they're people who don't want to, you know, they hate themselves. I have know? people that email me. I get an email at least once a month from a gay conservative. I, I, saying I'm, what? You're hot? Well, saying what? <laughs> I don't know if they think I'm hot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I said they're gay, not blind. Uh, but it, it's, it's they, 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 they basically tell me that they're gay and that they're conservative and that they support Trump because X, Y, and Z once a month. I mean, it's one of the most <laughs> regular email. I don't know if it's the same guy or woman, but I get or it. If they're really gay. I, yeah. It could just be either. somebody like making it up. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Like, like Matt Gates. I have a black child. Wait a minute. Yeah. You don't. You have a Cuban <laughs> yeah. child. Right. And he's not even, he's not even really... child. He's the same age as you. Like, <laughs> I really want to get to the bottom of that. A lot I of think Matt do. Gates might have been the guy on that softball team. I'm not judging him for it. And I'm also not saying he's gay. He could have just been the ringer. He could have just been a ringer. Okay? Okay, Justice Alito? I mean, what if you just like to play softball and you're going to be on as many teams as you can be on? It's crazy. I mean, and then, you know, what's going to happen now when the Hobby Lobby people... You know, this is the next wave. By the way, I just want to, for the record, I did play softball once on a gay softball team because my gay friend asked me to play on it because he needed somebody. I'm not even joking about that. This is a real thing that I've done in my lifetime. Could you imagine? And this is when I was working at Holland and Knight, a major law firm in New York City. They would totally have done that. And I was a complete ringer softball player because I was a baseball player most of my life. And I would knock the ball into the Hudson River almost every time I was at bat on this field, okay, and along the riverside. And one of the guys was gay, and he wanted me to play on his team one night, and I did because I like sports. My husband played on the the law league, and he's not a lawyer. I mean, <laughs> oh, your always- your husband was one of those guys. We you know he's like, oh, they got a lot of mailroom guys on that team. Yeah, <laughs> right. a lot of mailroom guys. That's why we lost this game. They had like the entire mailroom. All we have is six mailroom players. They had seven. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and none of those people are lawyers, but they're still playing in the league. The right. whole thing. Most I mean, of the like, law league is not lawyers. Not lawyers. Right. 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 Exactly. I was they're- one of the lawyers on the law league team. <laughs> But I wasn't a good lawyer. So. But, but another example of you don't have to, to be on the team. You don't have to be on the team, as they say. And, you know, so right. that whole thing is, is craziness. And, it's, you know, it should have been a loss for them. The DACA, you know, decision as well is, you know, I mean, the way he did it was wrong. Now, here's the, the thing, and this is why Democrats still need to be motivated. He can fix that. Oh, of I mean, course. He can do it right he now. You can do it right now. Right. By the way, if you're listening and you really care about this and you're one of those people who want to see the uh, the dreamers leave. Well, Trump has the power to do it right now. Why doesn't he do it? Right. Right. And he'll you know, he'll probably promise you he'll do it in December if he wins. Right. But, he's you know, he's also now saying I'll pick, you know, real conservatives. (laughs) I mean, the guy got 
two Supreme Court justices in his first yeah. two years. That's remarkable. Yeah. You know, that doesn't happen. That Never. Often. And he's had hundreds of federal judges who are mostly unqualified. And mostly, you know? like, in their 30s and 40s. Yeah, right. Awful, awful justices. And, you know, Gorsuch, as you said, I mean, that was supposed to be his guy. But, you know, in the Supreme Court, I mean, as lawyers, you and I know, generally judges don't act politically, especially the higher up you get, the less, you know, they're constrained by the law. And this idea that, you know, everyone's he can buy off everybody, the chickens are kind of coming home to roost this year. I mean, he's starting to realize, maybe I can't cheat at everything. Right. And maybe, you know, there's a ray of hope, right, for the, all of us who like the rule of law. Whether, I mean, you know, look at these Republican Lincoln people who are contributing the, you know, the most they can to Biden. Right. I mean, Joe Biden is going to be a perfectly normal, fine president. Perfectly Not normal, scary. generic Democrat president. <laughs> right. Not scary to anybody. Right. Right. So, you know, we can, you guys in four years, I mean, is he going to run again in four years? I mean, that's, we're going to be talking about that starting, you know, the day after the election. I'd be election. shocked, by the way, if he runs again in four years, but I'm not counting that out either because people are just living longer these days, right? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, he's pretty thick guy. He actually navigated that ramp with no problem. Yeah, he could so. lift a glass of water over his head yeah, without even I mean, trying. Right. Those are the criteria that we're, that we're using. He has been asked to play second base on many gay softball teams, okay? Right. And he's in his 70s, just for the record. <laughs> Exactly. And he would without any shame. Right, right, right. It is kind of funny. I just thought about that. I did play a couple of games for a gay softball team in New York City. Are you coming out now? No, I'm not coming out. I mean, I like playing softball. I liked my gay friend. He asked me to play. I mean, I think it's it's an argument. And by the way, I wonder, I'm I'm assuming a lawyer would have made that argument at some point. You would think. It's a good argument, right? It was a law league. It was a gay law league. Right. I was on the law league team with a gay friend, a gay lawyer who from my firm who saw me hit five home runs in one game and said, yeah, he was gay. Yeah. I think they they had to have known. I mean, he was inviting people to come play on the gay softball yeah, yeah. team. No, I mean, he was, Colin and Knight is not, you know, it's, it's not a liberal institution. So. No, no. I mean, in it's New York enough. City, it might have been a little different. You know, it was a New York right. City, you know, law firm, you know. It's a prestigious law firm that's very white, it, you know. It, it is a prestigious law firm that I stayed at for less than a year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, exactly. So, exactly. But it's on my you resume know, and everybody's like, oh, you worked at Holland and Knight. Wow. <laughs> so, Did anyone say why were you? Well, I became the chief deputy county executive, which is a pretty big gig. Uh, So, you know, it was a huge gig. I was taking over a $3 billion budget with 11,000 employees. It was, Colin Knight was very proud of me going to it. I mean, they gave me a huge, they gave me a huge send off and I was only there nine months. It was in between Chuck Schumer and being a chief deputy county executive. So it was, it was pretty, it was, it was an awesome experience to be quite honest with you. Janet, when are we all going to start jockeying for our Biden administration job? Not me, baby. I'm going to be on the radio. (laughs) Janet, I love you. You're one of my favorite people on the planet. Work hard. Stay away from those cruise ships. They're going to be parking near your house pretty soon. We didn't even get to that, but we'll talk about that more next time I have you on. We'll have you right. We'll have you again real soon. That's Janet. She's awesome. Follow her on Twitter at JJohnsonLaw. I'll be right back. All right, I'm back. 
please make sure you're following Janet on Twitter at jjohnsonlaw. And I'm at Christopher Hahn on Twitter. Thank you for following me. Please tell friends about this podcast. It's growing every week. It's better. So thank you. Please tell some people. You clearly are. And I appreciate it. So let me finish tonight by talking about conservative fake outrage. So last week I was on Dana Perino's show and I was making a point how Trump's staff is incompetent and that when this administration is finally you know, left to the dustbin of history, which I believe will be this year, January 20th at 12.01 p.m., they will all be looking for jobs. And I was debating Matt Schlapp, who's the head of CPAC, and I said, they'll all be looking for jobs with you or at Walmart. Now, that led to a lot of fake outrage on the right. Oh, how dare you? How dare you say that Walmart's a bad job, that only incompetent people work there? I'm like, no, I don't believe that at all. I think there are a lot of good people who work at Walmart, and I think there are a lot of competent people who work at Walmart. I do think it would be funny if the Secretary of State goes from being Secretary of State to a greeter at Walmart. Bit of a step down, right? Of course, every conservative right-wing rag on the web came after me. Lots of people on Twitter came after me. Let me be very clear to you. I support the workers at Walmart. And for years, like other people who believe in workers, I have supported them getting a living wage and benefits and paid sick leave. So for all those little conservatives out there who took this fake outrage trying to defend Walmart, I got it. You shop there, I've shopped there before, I've worked in retail in my lifetime, and I believe that retail workers and grocery workers and truck drivers and the people who kept this country going during this pandemic should get a living wage, should be paid enough to live. They shouldn't have to work at Walmart and be on Medicare or Medicaid, excuse me, or on food stamps. No, they should be paid enough to support themselves in a modest family. And they should have benefits so they don't have to worry about going bankrupt if they get sick. And they should have paid family leave just in case one of their family members gets sick or if they want to have a baby, maternity leave. I believe in all these benefits for people who work in any retail job. Walmart doesn't give these benefits to its employees. So if you want to get all indignant about me saying something about Walmart, that's great. Maybe I shouldn't have used them as an example of a place that maybe these guys can get a job. And maybe I should have said they'd be lucky to get a job at Walmart because that's what I really believe. Because I don't think anybody's going to want to hire some of these racists coming out of this administration, some of these failed fools that come out of this administration. I don't think anybody's going to want to hire them. So they would be lucky to get a job at Walmart. But if you're going to criticize me about that, you better start criticizing Walmart for not giving benefits to their employees commensurate with the jobs they do. Living wage, full-time healthcare benefits. Enough, you know, look, enough money to, to raise a family. Give me a break. These stores were open during this pandemic. They kept us afloat. I want to see grocery workers and retail workers treated fairly. I don't regret saying what I said. I'm not taking it back. I wish I would have said lucky. They'd be lucky to get a job at Walmart. I don't dislike the people that work there. I don't think lowly of them. I think they're doing a hard job, especially during this pandemic. And I hope everybody who's listening to this show, when you go to your grocery store, you're thanking the people you meet there. 
Because, God, what would have happened to us if those grocery stores closed during this pandemic? It would have been chaos in this country. More chaotic than it's already been. Clearly, it's been more chaotic than it needed to be because Donald Trump. And one last point. I am so annoyed with these Republican governors around this country who are refusing to tell their constituents to wear masks when they're out in public. It's a very easy thing to do. It will help slow the spread. It will then help people be more confident in their ability to go out and shop and dine and thus getting our economy going again. The president of the United States is a fool, okay? He's an absolute fool. He's an arrogant you-know-what, and he will never change his mind on anything. But you know what, Greg Abbott? You know what, Ron DeSantis? You don't have to be sheep. You know you got a problem. Texas and Florida, the rates are increasing dramatically. And I've got a lot of listeners in both of those states. In fact, Texas is my second biggest state next to California as far as listenership. And I guess it's the second biggest state in the country next to California. So that should follow. New York is my third biggest in listenership. And then, then comes Florida. The New York metro area is my number one place, though. I got a lot of listeners in Texas, and I'm hoping you're being safe. And I'm hoping that, you know, somebody on Greg Abbott's staff is one of those listeners and you say, hey, man, wake up. This is a real problem. People need to put on masks when they go out. We've got to take this seriously. Everybody, you know, when I was debating Curtis Sliwa on ABC, he likes to bring up Sweden, Sweden, Sweden. You know what they did in Sweden? Everybody wore masks. Everybody wore masks and social distance and a lot of people stayed home. There was no shutdown in Sweden. I got it. But they did what they could. And, you know, I don't see us shutting down this economy again. I don't see us getting stay-at-home orders again in this country, at least as long as this president is there. And even after. I just don't see that happening. But we do need serious hygiene measures to be taken. I mean, the Trump team handed out masks at that rally Saturday night. Nobody wore them. President didn't wear them. The Congress members that were there didn't wear them. The senators didn't wear them. One of the senators wore masks. One. When you look at that crowd, there were very few people wearing masks. And the people you did see wearing masks were part of the press. What's the big deal? Tell people to wear masks. It will slow the spread. Florida and Texas are now epicenters of the coronavirus. And their governors refuse to ask their constituents to wear masks. Now, I know it's Trump's fault, but you know, you're governors of big states. Do your job. People are dying. We got to slow the spread. All right. I want to remind you, as always, to seek the truth. Question everyone and everything, America, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there, and I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast.